when we talk about leads, and I think right now leads are always one of those buzzwords that are thrown out there, whether it's by companies that do this as their business or marketing companies, or even brokerages that are recruiting and using leads as leverage, they're not touching on the most important part, which is not even the value or quality of the lead, which is what a lot of people talk about. They talk about quality of leads being what you should look at. And that's true. But just having the names and the numbers doesn't equip you for success, right? Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills. We're Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. We've built our own innovative brokerage. And in this podcast, we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential. It's time to level up. Level up. You want leads. We all want leads. Everyone's talking about getting more business, getting more names, filling that funnel. But there's ways to do it that don't involve paying another company or subscribing to something or empty promises. And this week on Level Up, we dove right into the easiest and best way that you need to start building that database and get more leads in your business. So tune in to the first week of our Lead Gen Bootcamp coming up right now. All right. So we are here um, for the next month to talk to you guys about lead gen and just building your business for the last part of the year. Um, The reason why we wanted to do this is because we know there's a lot of new agents out there. Um, The first year, the first part of this year was a little crazy in the sense that the market was going nuts. You would put a, a listing up and you'd get tons of leads and lots of interest and sell it really quick. Um, But now we're slowing down and I think it's important to get back to basics and just start talking about ways that we can really build our business strategically so that it's going to last you for the long term. Yeah. And so like Katie said, I mean, I think some, if not most of the people who are in here might be in their first couple of years of real estate. I know some people signed up for this who have been in the business for a long time. And honestly, nothing here is too new for people who are vets and nothing here is too complex for people who are new. I think the intent here is a lot of this hopefully will come across as common sense. I think that's a good thing. If things strike you as, well, that's not rocket science. We don't want it to be rocket science. We just want it to be straight up things you should be doing that maybe you do now, but could do better at, or that you've never really thought of and want to start to get yourself in gear. Um, For those of you who are seeing us in this for the first time. Um, I feel like you already introduced yourself. We don't really, our names are at the bottom somewhere, but um, we like to do these sorts of things. Um, Towards the end of the year, each year, we do the OTB 100, which is the last hundred days of the year. And we thought, why stick to the last hundred days of the year where there's stuff that's important now? So like you said, things are now getting a little bit more real and we're going to start separating those who want to work at it from those who are just taking orders. And you don't want to be one of those agents who just waits for the phone to ring and everything. Well, you do want to be someone where the phone rings and it's all easy, but Mm. life's not like that. And we're entering a, a period now where when you do what you should be doing and build systems for yourself, you're going to find that this is as easy and as stress free as it would be otherwise. I didn't say stress-free, just as stress-free. There's always always going to be stress. Yeah. So with that, enter week one of four. It's all you. We've established I don't have control of the slides today, so I'm just going to sit and talk. (laughs) I pressed next and it took a second, so apologize. Um, But for anybody that's on Facebook or in Zoom, if you want to put your hand up, ask a question, go into the chat, whatever you want to do. Um, We obviously want to try to make this as useful as possible for you guys. So I'm sure you're going to have lots of questions along the way. So let's chat about those because I'm sure if you have a question, probably there's a lot of people that also have a very similar question. So don't be shy. Um, So here's just an overview of the next four weeks that we'll be covering. Today, we're going to be talking about building your database, um, and then we're going to go from there to being the authority in your market. 
Um, as week three is going to be more about establishing your focus. So I say the first two weeks are more about how to get more immediate business, reach out to your, your, your current database, the current people that you could be talking to, um, to start conversation and building sales funnels with those people. And then week three is going to be more about, okay, now that you've got that running, let's look at another focus that you can have for your business um, and, and how we can start building upon that as well. And then week four is going to be ask us anything. So hopefully it will be very um, interactive and fun and we can talk to you guys. Yeah. And to Katie's point, don't let your questions accumulate to week four. That doesn't mean that the questions only happen then. Like I'm keeping an eye. That's why I keep looking down. It's not like I don't, I'm not ignoring everybody, but I've got the Facebook live open down here. So if you've got questions, type those in there. Um, and if you've got comments here, toss those in as well. We will answer everything. We are kind of an open book. We are very much an open book. So honestly, ask everything and anything. And let's, uh, let's get moving with a bunch of blocks with question marks on them. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, first and foremost, I think... Um, one thing that a lot of us struggle with, including myself and Daniel and I had this conversation this weekend, so it's very fresh, um, but really figuring out what your why is. And when you've just gotten into this business, why is it that you wanted to get into this business? We typically get very um, confused quite quickly because there's a lot of things coming at us, lots of ways that you can build your business. Um, and we're looking at a lot of people that are likely doing very well, or maybe it's just, you know, social media, you're seeing the re results and the successes of other people. And you think that you'll never get to a status that they might be at. Um, so it's a lot of comparison and it's really important to always remind yourself about why you got into this business and what it is that you want to achieve within your own career. Everybody has their own life, their own family situations, um, and, and just their own dreams and aspirations for their career, but not only just their career, but also their life. And so it's really important to remind yourself as to why you are going down this crazy road of real estate and trying to figure stuff out for yourself. Because without that why in the background, all of the activities that you're doing every single day can get clouded quite quickly. Um, and it can be, it can become really, really frustrating. So it really helps to separate you, your thoughts, um, and, and put you towards the right direction rather than going in all sorts of different directions and getting frustrated. Absolutely. Like that is anything you do in anything, but definitely in your business, not just, you know, database and not just lead gen, everything should be built on the back of what's the reason I'm doing this? What's the bigger purpose, whether it's why you need to earn the money, whether it's why you like to, you know, help people. I think keeping an eye on that bigger goal gives you that direction. And there's also the why of why are we focusing today on database? Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah, I could see there's a question there and okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just answered it. Real-time chat answers. Awesome. Um, but the importance here of what we're talking about today, it's not why are leads important, right? I think everybody talks about leads and leads is just a fancy word for saying database, right? And the reason that exploring, building your database and, and organizing and systematizing your database is important is because whether times are good or times are not so good, the bigger and more uh, informative your database is and the better a connection you have to who they are and what they need and where they're at in their process, the more stability you give to your business and the less stress you bring to yourself when it comes time that things are tough. And it's not a time like now where or it's not a time like it was for the last couple of years where things come easy. Having a database is that foundation to your business that always gives you something to do that allows you to build on the direction that you've got for yourself. Uh, and ultimately that is your hottest set of leads full stop that will ever exist. The people who are not in your database are not hot leads. They're not even warm leads until you make them such. So when we talk about lead gen, it's all about organizing the database and getting to know it and building your relationship with it as best as you can.
And so keep that in your mind as we move forward, because again, anything that we do needs to be built on the back of why am I even bothering with this? Yeah. And I can tell you from personal experience, I didn't have a database for myself um, within the first five years of doing this. Um, Nobody ever told me. (laughs) And I regret it because there have been many times where I might have followed up with a contact or a connection or a, a past client a couple years later, and then found out that they went ahead and already bought another home and sold their one that they they bought with me. So there are so many opportunities within your database, not only for repeat business, but also for referrals. And right now, Daniel and I would say probably be a, probably about 75% of our business is now just repeat and referral business. And if you can get up to that, that phase, it, it makes just running your business so much easier because you're not always having to like put a lot of money into ads and all that kind of stuff. Like it's just kind of coming to you and you can just have a lot of fun with your current database and just connect with them and um, check in and all that kind of stuff. So it's a lot, lot more fun. All right. So choosing your CRM. Um, so we just talked about this. I mean, basically we, and we've said this before, the CRM is going to be the best CRM is going to be the CRM that you actually use. So there's so many options out there. Um, we can send you uh, some workbooks that we've done in the past that kind of detail different types of CRMs that are out there. But basically, you just need somewhere to keep track of the connections that you're making full stop. Would you agree with that, Daniel? Yeah, it's you're building a foundation for what you're about to do. Right. And I think a lot of people, even when they've got the right idea about getting out there and whatever your, your tactic is, whether it's pounding the pavement, knocking on doors, using social media, whatever, if you don't have a landing place for the people you meet and a plan for the connections you make, you're already a thousand steps behind, Mm -hmm. right? You're just, You've got uh, whatever it is you're doing. You've got a piece of paper that's going to be put in a drawer and you've got names thrown in different places. You're not being consistent in your approach and you're definitely not being consistent in what you do with those people when you get them. Um, And I think that that's, I I don't know, I don't want to rank things as most or least important, but when we talk about leads, and I think right now leads are always one of those buzzwords that are thrown out there, whether it's by companies that do this as their business or marketing companies, or even brokerages that are recruiting and using leads as leverage, they're not touching on the most important part, which is not even the value or quality of the lead, which is what a lot of people talk about. They talk about quality of leads being what you should look at. And that's true. But just having the names and the numbers doesn't equip you for success, no. right? It's, it's what you do with them, how you organize them and how they work into a system. So your CRM, which, you know, for, for those of you who are not even in the business yet, if there's anybody out there who's getting their license or aren't familiar with what we're talking about, it's customer relationship management. It's a fancy way of saying, what's the system that you're putting everybody into that's streamlining your process with the people Um, and contacts who you have in your database. And so these are the three pillars that you need to consider when you start looking into what your CRM system is. And Katie said, you know, we've got resources, we'll send out or we'll attach it to the group about what these particular ones might be. Mm -hmm. But truth be told, this could just be, and for a lot of people out of the gate, it might just be Excel. It doesn't mean you need to be subscribing to something and paying somebody fees to have this fancy system. However, you need to establish what it is that you want out of the system you've got. And now's the time before you pick up the phone and before you start getting the names, you need to have a place to put them. Build that foundation first. So the purpose here, what's the use of your CRM? We kind of talked about that. I mean, ultimately, it's going to be a mechanism to organize your contacts and to have some sort of relationship management, contact scheduling, things like that. Um, I mean, we can toss in different features. Maybe we can talk about that in a bit or, or answer questions as we go here. Capabilities. This is as you do more research into these platforms, um, you're going to be able to establish these platforms and technology. If you're willing to spend the money, they'll do everything for you. Hmm. They'll, and, and this is another training that we've got that's not really part of the lead gen, I don't think. But when we talk about things like workflows and we talk about things like... Um, 
we'll touch a bit on some of the stuff, but there's so many things they could do, whether you want to integrate multimedia, whether you want it to be speaking to your website or speaking to MLS listings and following people and all those things. There's so many things that can be done, but you need to establish what your business is about, what your why is, who the people are that you're going after and how it is you're going to want to communicate with them to establish what the best type of CRM is for you. And then obviously the budget. Everyone's willing to take as much money as you're willing to give them. That doesn't mean you should be spending it, right? I think like I'm a cheap bastard and <laughs> Because of that, I mean, that's probably one of the reasons why Excel worked for me is I just figured I can do what I need to do on the program I already have. That doesn't make it the right answer, um, but you're going to find that the base model, especially early in your business of every CRM system is probably all you need. And almost everything allows you to build on the a la carte things or the more contacts or whatever it is as you grow your business. Yeah. And it stands to reason that if you do that, you're doing more business. They understand that you've got more contacts and more business. You could probably afford to and are willing to spend more as you grow, but you don't need to be doing that out of the gate. No. I mean, I, I would say that when you're first starting out, especially, I mean, I know you touched upon the Excel thing. My only caution with like a worksheet to begin is that when you're starting in this business, you usually have a bit more time to learn a system and start implementing and then building upon it. So if you just start with an Excel sheet and then you've got like hundreds of connections or contacts on there that you need to transfer eventually over to a CRM, that can become very overwhelming. And that's something I ran into myself where it took me months just to bring everybody over because I wanted to make sure I had all the details, like their closing dates, their birthdays. And that wasn't something that I necessarily had for everybody when I was using just the Excel sheet, although it is something you can track. So um, just, just be aware of that. And, you know, some CRMs like, you know, 15, 20 bucks a month for just like a basic CRM, if you want to start with something like that. And I would say the capabilities that you need are just all of them track, like the key dates, the contact information, like their spouse, kids information, the tag function, I would say is something that's really important that you'll make use of pretty quickly. So you're tagging your contacts. Are they condo owners? Um, do they have kids? Do they have a dog? All of these different ways that you can group people into different buckets. Um, so that if you do have some sort of a marketing piece or maybe a, um, a seminar that you're putting together for condo owners, then you can sort through all of your connections that are condo owners and send it directly to them. And that's useful, valuable information that you're giving to a select group of your contacts. So to me, those are like the main things you really need to get started. And then as you start building, whether you're creating um, Facebook ads or online ads or directing people through to your website, you can add things on from there, but again, it's very, very basic, but just having a system that you know has more capability down the road that you can build upon um, can be really helpful. And Jason did uh, mention in yeah, here in streak. Sorry. I was going to say the same thing. Okay. <laughs> just, just trying to give some love to the comments in there, but yeah. And, yeah. and he says that there's a, a free basic plan. So yeah, I mean, there you go. That's do, great. Do, do your research. Um, I think to your point, definitely the caution I would give you is the research is so important because flip-flopping is super annoying. Yes. Right. Um, and that, and that goes for, like you were saying, I mean, Excel can be frustrating to transition. Most of these platforms will have an import function, like they're built yeah. to bring you in. Mm -hmm. So if you're organized and whatever it is you're using, usually you're able to transition, but it's never going to be as simple as they make it sound where it's just click import and everything's done for you, right? So when we talk about impl implementing it, natural segue to the last part of the slide here, mm -hmm. um, this part should take time. This is, you need to pay attention to what probably to most of us seems like the boring stuff and the mundane, because when you put those pieces in place the right way, you are going to, you are going to thank yourself for the time you took to make things work a certain way so that you're not always trying to figure out what to do every time you meet somebody or where did I put that paper? Um, taking advantage of training, everything, notwithstanding Excel isn't a platform, but you know, when you start working with a CRM, they understand that this is something that you haven't done before. Even if you've worked with a CRM before, they all, 
they all are focused on how they're different, right? They work the same way we do in differentiating themselves. And because of that, virtually all of them are going to take great pride in the tools that they make available to onboard you and to keep you aware of the features available to you and how to use them. Um, and Katie said there, yeah, tags and information. We're going to talk more about collecting that stuff as we get to know people. Um, but that is one of the most important tools of having a system like this is it's not just a name and an email address and no system out there is limited to that. Like they're all going to give you the tools to build a profile for your people, but understand how that works and make sure that that's something that you're comfortable with when you start to bucket people out. Um, into different streams of communication. All right, where do you find people? <laughs> where do we find people? I don't know. So I think a lot of people when they get into this business are like, well, I don't have a, like a big network. Um, but the fact of the matter is everybody has a big network, whether they're past colleagues that you've worked with, um, family, friends, social media. I mean, you guys probably all have at least a hundred people on social media that follow you. Um, so those are connections, you know, they're not just followers that check out and creep on you and see what you're doing. Like those are people that you can have potentially genuine conversations with. I mean, some of them might be a little creepy or some of them might be bots, but <laughs> for the most part, these are people that are following you and like what you're, what you're posting. Um, and another one that we're not going to delve too much into, but something to think about is agents from other cities and how to collaborate with those people and get referrals from other agents from out of town. Like that's a, a way a lot of successful agents have built their business. So don't just, I, I know a lot of people say, don't follow other realtors on social media because that's not where you're going to get your business, but it can be where you get your business um, if you make genuine connections with, with those agents as well. So there's a lot of different ways you can find people is basically the main message. And, and the nice thing here is this is using find really loosely because you already have them. That's These true. are all people you've got, right? And there's too much of an emphasis put on getting leads instead of you know, reacquiring or transitioning to leads from people who are already in your network, right? The goal of this particular session is speaking specifically about starting with warm, okay? We're not starting with cold. I don't care what people are telling you. The very premise behind a cold lead and a warm lead is a warm lead is closer to a transaction. They're easier to close. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're on their way to the finish line. A cold lead is going to, they're not useless, but they take considerably more work and will result in considerably more frustration if you're expecting them to be the source of your business. So start with warm. And that's what these people are. You know, people, mm -hmm. okay. These are, these are just four of the categories that we could think of. And part of what we're going to task you with, and are we even getting to homework or is that how we close this all out? Should we not, should we not start homework yet? You mentioned it. I mean, like part of what you need to be thinking about, I mean, we've already talked about a CRM platform. If you're not using one, if you're not comfortable with what you have, or, you know, if you're sort of just starting to think about this for the first time, you need to start that research. But secondly, start dumping your brain of everybody who could be on this list. And I guarantee you, you will have hundreds, right? If it's social media, it doesn't just have to be the people who are following you, right? I mean, in theory, it's going to be people who you know, but how many connections do you have on your LinkedIn, on your Facebook page? right? These people who you've lost touch with since you left university, people who neighbors, uh, you know, it says your past colleagues, whatever it is, so many people you connect with and have connected with that the fear that people have about their actual network is mind boggling because mm. these are, these are your leads. Okay. So get over it. If you are too uncomfortable, well, I'm serious. It's just because the excuse people make is they don't want to hear from me. They already have somebody. I know them already. They're like, they know, they know I'm in real estate or they've, or I know this guy's uncle is a whatever. Okay. That might be the case, but like we say in other situations, you know, everyone's trying 
why wouldn't you be among the people trying, especially when you're at or closest to the finish line with these people? Okay, you've established trust with them already. They know who you are. Breaking the ice is done already. So this is where you need to be. Start with the warm people, getting angry, getting fired up. Yeah. And I I can say from personal experience, working with family and or friends, sometimes people don't feel comfortable working with people that are very personal to them. However, they're very likely to still refer you to other people that they know. So don't just, first of all, don't get offended if they're not going to work with you because it happens to everybody. And it's just a decision that people have made. Um, But second of all, don't give up on them because a lot of times they will be a good source of referrals down the road. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that's, and that's happened to both of us. Like I've told the story before, my best friend in the world, groomsman at my wedding would explicitly would not give me the business. Right. And we've got our agents and our team, family members. They consciously say, I'm not going to list with you. However, it's not because they don't trust your ability. It's because they probably know too well. In my case, it was, he knew he was going to be a dick to me. And he didn't want to ruin our friendship because he had expectations that were crazy. And because of that, we didn't work together. We're still very good friends. And he did refer a ton of business, which has grown into other things for you. Actually, he didn't refer me any of the business because he knows you're awesome and I'm subpar. But still, um, but still, it turned into business. And so, but that's that's what happens. I think all of our immediate friends and family are acutely aware of what we do. Many of them will give us business, but even those who don't are happy to have us top of mind. This is all about being top of mind, right? That's the goal here is that when somebody asks them, do you know a realtor? They're going to say you, that's what they're going to say. You want to be the person that they reach for. So yeah. So as Daniel said, take all of these people that you know and put them into your database. We're not saying to like start reaching out to them yet, but just having them in your database will allow you to figure out what your next plan is for them. Um, and that's really, really important. And, and populate, and I guess, yeah, we could, we can segue into this and populate, not just, you know, uh, two columns of name and email address or name and phone number, mm-hmm. just because you don't have the info doesn't mean it's not going to be info that you're trying to get down the road, right? And you want to be organized in as much as you can. And so when we talk about information gathering here, this flows out of your ability to reconnect or connect with these people. You are not selling people right now, okay? You you don't want to be, that. the most common thing we hear from people is like, I don't want to be the sleazy salesperson. Neither do we. We will never do that. It's just not our way. Like you're not going to call the guy you went to university with and say, hi, are you looking to sell a house? It's me, right? That's just not what information gathering is. This is about connecting with people on the terms of your relationship that you're at right now. If it's somebody you haven't spoken to in a while, now's the time to start speaking to them. Start catching up. Take a genuine interest in the people in your circle. That's the nice thing about it being your circle. These are people in theory who you should have a genuine interest in and vice versa. They're going to have a genuine interest in you, right? So information is the key to your entire database. It's not about the name. It's about what's behind the name, because that's what you're going to be able to leverage now and in the future into making meaningful connections and segueing this database into business. Nice. Oh, I wasn't pausing for nice. I just thought yeah, I never know. When, I never know when you want to pick up where I left off. So, yeah, no, I think I think that's great. Like, I think you're totally right. Um, it's starting the discussion and any we always say that conversations always lead back to real estate. It never fails like you can. And I remember somebody saying recently, you know, if you just spent like the budget you've set up for yourself for like lead gen, for example, and took one, one or two people out for a coffee a day, like that would be so much better money spent because you're going to actually have that person in front of you. You're going to be talking like things are going to lead to one thing are going to lead to another. And by the time you know it, you're talking about the market or you're talking about what life stage they're at and how they need a new house or sell their house or whatever it is. So 
it, it's, it's so simple, like the building of relationships. And again, it's not to be sleazy. It's just like, you probably got into this business to, to make better connections with people and to really genuinely help them. And so this is the opportunity to do that through the connections that you currently have. Right. And, and we're going to get into a couple of tools you can use for what I'm about to say, but getting ahead of that, this doesn't just need to be you outwardly reaching out and having conversations and feeling like your job is to be an interviewer and you're a private eye who's trying to gather things. The nice thing about the world right now is that you can also gather information by just watching and being aware of what's happening with these people, right? Yeah. We, we've, and okay. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I was wanting um, to do this. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I didn't want to, it's like, it's like pulling the curtain on this stuff, but, and, and I know that you're probably going to be able to, are you doing like a, a real time, like demo of any of this, or we're just going to talk about it? Um, I mean, we can, we can look at it, but yeah, no, I think, yeah. Okay. So uh, I, I won't get into the technical because you're better at the technical on this, but the idea here is we've established that chances are if these people are in your network, you're probably connected to them in one way or another on social. If they're on social media, chances are you're connected to them. And if you're not, follow them, right? Like get involved with them because what that does is it now opens your eyes up to being able to see what's going on with them and to start building information from being a super creep. (laughs) And I mean that in a nice way, but creeping is not a bad thing. Okay. Cause you're not doing it. Like you're not perched outside someone's house, like with binoculars in a tree, you're just <laughs> keeping on top of their life events and these important things that might tip you off to not necessarily, Hey, they're going to buy a house soon or Hey, this, Hey, that, but it allows more comfortable conversation. Cause it's not creepy when you saw your friend is now expecting, or you saw this person just got married or, you know, you're there and you're listening and things like that. Um, but you don't know if you're not there to see it. And part of gathering information is your ability to observe in addition to your ability to ask good questions and listen, right? This is the part where you're doing a lot less talking. It's not about you because that will come, but it's about building up your knowledge about these people in such a way that A, you can take a genuine interest in their life because you're a good person, but B, you're also building your database up with useful information that at some point down the road is going to be something you might draw back on and might be relevant to real estate, or it might just be relevant to building your relationship further because you know more about the people you're talking to. So, um, it's just like super like, so I'm under friends right now in my own, um, Facebook, but, Um, you know, there's two ways that you can really connect with people. And I feel like the birthdays one is a little bit overdone at this stage. And I feel like this is a suggestion that a lot of coaches made maybe five years ago. And now people have somewhat taken it to another level in a little bit. I mean, it's nice to hear from people when it's their birthday, when it's your birthday, but, um, you know, reaching out to people, some say do it the day before, because they won't be as inundated with, um, birthday messages and can actually have a conversation. I mean, if you're going to reach out to somebody because it's their birthday, make sure you're continuing the conversation. I've had people say, Hey, happy birthday. What are you up to today? And then I'll say, and then I'll respond. And then they never respond back. So again, the idea is to actually have a conversation with somebody, not just to make it seem like show that you've reached out. You know what I mean? So that's one way to track it. And also don't be automated in your approach, right? Like I I get that you might, that's almost a sign of you have too many contacts and you can have too many contacts. I find in this sort of an approach, you don't want to have a canned message that feels like a canned message, right? And it's okay. It's better than nothing to Mm -hmm. go out there with something that everybody gets. But when it feels like you've just automated the happy birthday versus a take the time to write a message, I do the the day before thing because I find it's a great way to make a joke and to connect with people and actually have some conversation. Uh, Not even from a lead gen perspective, even people like friends and colleagues and all that, I'll do it the day before because they're not inundated with a million people who just saw it was their birthday. And you can do that through the birthday function here. It says whose birthday is tomorrow. Right. So, so I use that, but 
to your point, always, always, always end with a question. Always end with a question. No matter what it is you're saying in whatever circumstance, if you don't end with a question, even if you get a thanks, like thanks isn't a conversation, but if somebody is responding to something a little bit more forwardly, is that a word? Forwardly? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, it, it allows you to keep the conversation going. And so not just with birthdays, with any reach out you do to anybody, make sure that you're inviting conversation, not just talking at people because you want to be seen because that's useless. Right. To me. So yeah, birthdays is one way, but I think the more impactful way is to create custom lists of your friends. So um, like undermine, like, you know, potential clients, current and past clients. So if you go into this tab, um, you can just see the feeds from those particular people so that you're always just keeping up to date about what's going on with them. So that can be a really great way to make sure you don't lose sight of the most important people that are in your social media, um, like in your friends list and all that kind of stuff. So that's another way I would suggest doing it with Facebook. And these things all become part of your systematizing of what you do and your scheduling of your days. Right. If you, if you take the time to make a custom list of whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's past clients, current clients, future clients, whatever, make sure that on a daily or whatever it is, you know, every day, every other day, you're checking that list specifically. And you've got functions that you're doing to keep up to date. It's not enough to just have the list there. And if you go once every quarter, you're missing the boat. The list is useless. You need to be staying on top of things. You're not spending hours. It's literally five minutes. Get up to date. Most posts are useless. And I say that with all respect, but like most posts don't have anything to do with anything, but when there's life events, when there's things that maybe spark a reason to connect, because it has something to do with your actual connection. Let's say it's an old university friend and they just got together with another old university friend. Fantastic. You're in, right? Um, So use that. And make it part of your system in such a way as to build the relationship, leveraging that side of things, but then to use it to further build your database and build what the information is you have on these people. Um, And then another way through Facebook is you can create targeted ads towards those people because it's not going to be housing. It's going to be more of a branding play and you want to stay top of mind with your friends and family and whoever connection, whatever connections you have on Facebook, you can take the email addresses of the people that you have in your CRM and create a list, upload it to the ads manager on Facebook and just run like a branding ad to them. Um, And that's just letting them see you on a daily basis. And it can be a really low budget because you've got a very specific list. And it just, it's kind of like insurance to make sure that those people will always know that you're in the business. It's a good way. That's a good, like metaphor. It is like insurance. (laughs) Insurance. And it's, and it's so cheap. Like it's so cheap. Why are you going to spend per click or per impression across all of the GTA? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you doing that alongside 80,000 other realtors or whatever city you're in when there's people you want to target, you have their contacts, you can put them in. And now it's going to cost you like probably what, like a dollar a day, not even. And you're getting in the face of all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might be wrong. Maybe it's not a dollar a day. Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like it is. Yeah. You, you don't have to spend a ton. Definitely not. Um, the other a way you can stay in touch with your clients is through Instagram. Um, it's a little bit different. There's not like custom lists, but you can create up to 50 favorite accounts that they'll be prioritized in your algorithm so that you'll see them higher up in your feed. You'll see them more. Um, so that can also be helpful if you want to make sure you're staying um, in touch with those people through Instagram. The, the the other side of the algorithm here too, and we always throw algorithm, like this wasn't even a word like a year ago or two years ago, or well, it wasn't to us, but basically the way that these social media platforms determine who sees what is tied to all this fancy tech stuff that we don't understand. But the easiest way to look at it is 
they prioritize things based on the activities and actions of a particular user. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, whatever, I, I feel like Twitter, that's more popular than TikTok, but anyway, maybe not. But <laughs> if you are going out of your way to contact these people and you are having conversations and you're engaging with their content and asking questions and all that, you are exponentially more likely to have your stuff, not just ads you're paying for, but just your actual content show up on their feeds and to keep you top of mind as well. That's what's important, right? You want to kind of uh, hack your own algorithm with things like this by setting up favorite accounts and setting up lists so that you're staying like so that you're uh, staying aware of what it is these people are doing. But ultimately, when and if you engage with them, and the more they engage back with you, the more automated your own stuff is when it shows up with them, which is just bonus free content connection that you're getting with them, which is part of the goal here as well, because this does come down to always being top of mind with them, not just when you send them an email. Yeah, exactly. And then going to email, um, you can also use a lot of email track, like email um, programs like MailChimp to track the open rates um, and just see who's actually interacting with your content, wanting to learn more, all of that kind of stuff. So that's kind of an extra measure if you want to, if you like kind of tracking that kind of stuff, but it can be helpful to know what people are consuming and what you could potentially give more of to the people that are actually um, reading your stuff. And maybe it could be used as a sign that if they are wanting, like clicking on a lot of your videos lately, maybe they're at that stage where they're ready to make a move. Um, and that's why they're wanting to learn more. So that's an opportunity for you to reach out and connect with them personally. Yeah. Like th this is a deliberate, uh, just for, for anybody who's looking at this and saying, okay, but what am I sending to them? This is a deliberate opening step to doing this right. Mm -hmm. And Katie and I talked about this a lot yesterday and, and, you know, we were going to throw a bunch of content into this. Um, and I mean, that would be, you're probably like, shit, I wish they would. Where's the content? But uh, the reality is you can't go out there and start sending things. Like we're happy to talk to anybody offline anytime or answer questions now about that stuff. I promise you it's coming. That's what the future sessions are all about. The key here is about setting your groundwork and having a place for this all to land so that you know what to send. And once people respond and engage with it, you know what to do with it, Right and that it's going to the right people and you're not wasting your time because this whole process of lead management and all of that can be a massive time waster and it will feel like a waste of time to you if you go through all of these steps and do all the things that you read about everywhere and still you wonder, why don't I have any business? What am I doing wrong, right? And it's not necessarily that your content is bad or that the people you're talking to are, are the wrong people it's likely because you didn't set a system in place that has made this automatically serving you well in real time and consistently because you, you don't get leads every day that are going to be selling houses with you. But I guarantee you, and we see it time and time again with our own agents and with you know successful agents who are out there in our own business, when you're consistent and you know what to do and you know what you're doing tomorrow and what you do when something comes in, you're going to be successful. They're not all home runs, but the home runs come. And to our point from earlier, these people become cheerleaders for you. If they're not your business, you're now the person that they're thinking about when someone comes to them. They become your referral outlet as well. So let's talk about setting and scheduling goals. Right, yeah, no, I think that's the main thing is like you get all this information and you're like, okay, that's great when am I actually going to sit down to do this? And I think it's important to recognize when it is that you typically start getting busier throughout your day. And I find for the most part, things typically start to heat up towards the afternoon and into the evening. That's when clients start calling, disasters start happening, people want to see things, offers are coming in, all that kind of stuff. And that makes it really hard to stick to a schedule that's like building your business, because we've got to be both building our business, but also working within our business with our clients, like it's half and half. So if you can take part of your morning every single morning to 
reach out to the current connections you have, like set a goal for that. Make it also a goal of building your database and reaching out to new connections. If you get a new follower on Instagram, you should reach out to them and say, hey, thanks for following um, and, and start a conversation with them. Like though that's like an easy one because they're actually the ones that are following you. But, you know, you go out for a coffee and you meet somebody and you start chatting with them. Like there's so many different ways you can make new connections. And it's just really about making sure that you're tracking them and putting them into your database after you've spoken to them. Um, and then the other thing that we wanted to talk about was just like the training videos with your CRM. Most CRM platforms have lots of videos. And again, it can be very overwhelming, but if you make it a goal for yourself to review one, two, three, whatever it is a week, that's just going to be building your knowledge and allowing you to really make the most out of your database um, and the capabilities that it has. So we have put together a little, um, tracker for you guys that we will send out through email. Um, and maybe this will help you guys keep track of these goals for yourself, because at the end of the day, everything else that you do doesn't compare to actually having conversations and making connections with existing and new people. And so that's why we really want you guys to prioritize this every single day. And, and I want to, I want to add on to this as well. Okay. Because you're going to have a goal for how many people enter your database each. I see, I see you smiling there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to add, uh, when do you not want to add to this? No, I'm joking. <laughs> terrible. Because, well, because I don't want people to think that this is just about here's what I need to add, because that's part of it. But you need to set yourself a consistent schedule for what you're actually going to do, irrespective of the, like, there's not a guaranteed outcome necessarily. It's a little bit easier with your existing contacts than it is with new contacts. But you need to set a schedule for yourself. You know, you were talking about training videos and things like that. Plan how you're going to structure your day and be accountable to, here's what I'm going to do every day. Okay, it might be I'm going to reach out to and send a message or ask a question or interact with five new Facebook contacts of mine each day, right? You've built database, you've got that mind dump of people who are in your database, and maybe they're sort of splashed around, but you need to make a concerted effort to not just say, hey, I know my next door neighbor and I know his email address, so he's in there, I'm good, right? He's going to be part of your strategy where on one day, he's going to fall into the five or 10 or 20 or whatever it is you're comfortable with people that you reach out to that day so that you can say, and I'm a big fan of this. When you go to bed at night, you want to be able to look back and say, I did something and I moved my business forward today. And whether or not you got a lead or you got a listing or whatever, you know, you accomplished what you set out to do. Ultimately, that's going to translate into one or more of these numbers being checked off each day right? But even if it was a case of you interacted with somebody and you saw something and you added a tag to their, to their database, but they didn't respond to you, that's still progress. That's still somebody that you set out to connect with and you did something. And maybe they reach out to you in a couple of days, maybe they don't, whatever, but you're building your knowledge of people. So make sure you've got a contact strategy that ultimately will result in your goals of making connections uh, and adding things to your database as well. And then onto that, build whatever it is that makes you comfortable. So this doesn't necessarily mean every day I'm going to, I don't know, wish five people happy birthday, or I'm going to connect on Facebook, or I'm going to do, it might be, I'm going to pick up the phone, God forbid, five times and call people I haven't connected with, or I'm going to send an email or whatever it is, just make sure that you've set for yourself a strategy for how you're going to consistently connect with people daily. Like to me, this isn't a, I'm going to call five people every Monday, right? You should be reasonably able, especially if it's virtual and you're sending a message, you should be reasonably able in like 10 minutes a day to reach five, 10 more people and make serious progress in building your database out of what it is that you've uh, set for yourself. Yeah. And I would say, based on just experience and things that we've learned through the years, um, 
keep following up with people. People will only respond to you when they need to. And a lot of times people will reach out for information and you give it to them, they read it, they move on. Um, and they might not be ready to act on it yet. There has, I think, I don't know what the statistic is. I don't know if you remember Daniel, but I think, yeah, like people need to be connected with at least eight times and most agents stop at one. I hear so many agents telling me, oh, well, I reached out. They never got back to me. So I never ended up doing anything. Well, people aren't going to like, think about if you are looking like if, if you wanted to, I don't know anything, like if you wanted to paint your house, you weren't ready to do it. Maybe it was like a three month project, but you're starting to reach out for quotes from people and the, the painters give you quotes and you've got them, you're holding on to them, but you're not going to act upon them yet. Which painter, if, if everything else is reasonable and everybody looks pretty much equal in terms of company, which person are you going to reach out to? Are you going to reach out to the one that just gave you the quote and left it at that? Or are you going to reach out to the one that has consistently followed up with you in a nice way um, every once in a while to just see where you're at, see if you have any questions, like put yourself in the shoes of the people that you're reaching out to. And I guarantee you, it'll make more sense as to why they might not be responding right away. We get countless emails every single day and half of them I don't respond to because it's just not something I'm, I'm looking to do right now. But when I see consistency and when I do need some sort of a service, those are the people I'll likely go to because they've kept consistent at it. Right. Um, the other thing I wanted to say was just the consistency from building your database and your network. 60 to 90 days is when you're going to start seeing either things turning out really well for you or really badly for you. And I see a lot of people say, well, I've stayed consistent this entire week and I got absolutely no business. Of course you didn't. You're not going to get business within a week. Like you might, but I want to be very realistic with everybody and say, this is like a long-term thing. And I'm not saying like years and years, but I'm saying like two to three months is where you start seeing the impacts of your work today. So just remember that, that you've got to keep going and you're going to look back and you'll be like, all right, this makes sense now. And the same thing is if you start falling off of this consistency, you're going to start seeing it in your business in 60 to 90 days as well. So I find a lot of people like they've stayed consistent, consistent, they fall off for a couple of weeks. They start seeing the results of their consistency come in through business that they reached out to 60 and 90 days, and then they completely fall off. And then in two to three months, they're like, oh crap, now there's no more business coming in. So it's really about figuring out a way to continue being in your business, working with clients, but filling that funnel and continuing conversations with people that aren't necessarily active at the moment. That is like, if you can figure out how to do that, you're golden and it's hard to do, but just know that that's kind of like the secret to really being doing really well at this, uh, this job. Right. It, it's a cycle, right? Like it's not one and done. You mentioned the eight times with people, but it's also, even when you make a good connection with somebody, you know, you need to make sure that you're cycling, like past clients are a great example, right? Like we make a point, whatever your frequency is, you do you, right? But generally speaking, quarterly, depending, you know, just a reach out, not saying, hey, are you ready to sell yet? You know, <laughs> nothing like that. But you've developed relationships with people in different ways. And that might lead to real estate related stuff that you're going to send every quarter, you're going to reach out with every whatever. Or it might just be, let's pick up where we left off the conversation at last time or whatever it is. And ultimately, real estate is part of the content always, right? Your initial contact, and this is sort of going back to the question that was asked before, it might not be about real estate at all, right? And in this particular case, other than making sure they know that you're in real estate now, especially if you're new, like you want them to know what you do. And like Katie said, whenever the word comes up, people just naturally gravitate to talking about it, good, bad, or otherwise, right? But this is about connecting and establishing a relationship and a rapport with someone who you already have some sort of relationship and rapport with, working real estate into it so that the next time you reach out to them, it's not weird, right? It's not weird to talk to them again. And it's not weird that real estate might come up again, right? But building a profile so that whatever real estate context your next conversation is, is relevant, right? Like if you speak to someone and 
you know, it's, it's a, it's a young couple who just got married, just had their first kid and they might be moving out of a condo and into a new house in six months, you're not going to be sending them your commercial tenancy newsletter, right? Like you've got to be aware of who you're talking to, but you will be keeping an eye and notifying yourself about things that you might want to reach out with the moment they come up because it's relevant to the bucket that they're in, right? So be cyclical with people, make sure that it's not one and done, even when you connect, because you need to just stay in their face. Most people are not going out of their way to contact you until they need something, but it's on you to continue making sure your name is in front of them through a multitude of different ways of doing it. And we've given some of those ways right now. Ultimately though, schedule yourself in, you know, have your CRM platform say, you're calling these people today and trigger that in three months, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be flagged again to call those same people, depending on what you do following this contact, right? That's what the beauty of systems are. They help you determine what's going to be automated or manually done by you and when, and it's, everything's a fork in the road. If things turn into, if in this particular conversation, they say, oh yeah, you know what? I am ready. Or I just spoke to so-and-so and they're looking for help. Can you reach out to them? This is going to start a whole new thing. It triggers a new person in the database. It triggers a cycle all over again, but it doesn't end your cycle with the person you're talking to. Now you know that they're even more valuable because now you know they do refer you out and they do give people your name. So this becomes a whole new wing of what your CRM might be. Maybe there's a wing of things you do for people who refer your business out, right? So be aware of the different ways you can go in relationships and that all of them are good. Because I mean, ultimately, when you're talking about warm leads, like depending, I don't want to say this will never happen, but it's unlikely someone will fall out of your database. Like I'm trying to think of a situation, like unless- You just go with another agent. I've had that happen where- they've just, you've still reached out to them, but they've decided to work with another agent and they're right, but, the city. Okay. Maybe moving out of the city, but I mean, in terms of falling out, even if somebody works with another agent, they're still in my database. Yeah. No, no. Dead to me. <laughs> no I'm what? What'd you say? You're, you're dead to me. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't, I mean, I mean, in no, our I, minds. I, just, I had that particular situation happen to me recently where I had been following up and. <laughs> Hard delete. To work, I guess it was with a more local to that community agent, which is fine, but then they're moving out of the city. So I have like, I'm not going to reach out to them anymore. Good luck. I'm thinking more from the perspective of like my buddy who wouldn't give me the business, but is still there to refer. Like, no, you're right. Depending on the context. If someone says like, I can't bloody stand you, never call me again. I'm using another agent. You're never getting my business. I mean, then they're not really, a, they're not that warm. I mean, they, no. I don't know what it is we did to make you that way if they started warm, but yeah, in most cases, yeah. just not getting a favorable response doesn't mean they're dead to you, but it could. There's people who have been dead to us and that happens. Yeah. Yeah. You generally nice up, people. You follow up until that they either say, stop emailing me or calling me, or they say, yeah, sure. Let's do business. Like those are the two scenarios. <laughs> That's I've never I've never actually had someone say, "Hey, sure, yeah, let's do business." I'm or with. somebody that seems interested, but like it, if you get no res- no response, means you keep following up. That's that's the rule. That's yeah. it. So, Fact. anyway, that is week one. Does anybody have any questions on that information? We'll send out the resources that we have for you guys. So hopefully that will be helpful and the recording. And totally common sense, right? Like all of this, you should be looking at this and saying, my God, like, this is so easy. Like, that's it. That is it. This is what it takes. Okay. I know there's three more weeks, but this isn't meant to be like, you need to create like a supercomputer to to manage things. And you need to have scripting that is to the letter. Don't worry about that. Start with the stuff that is closest to home and easiest. And that's why it's easiest and closest to home is because it's going to work and you're going to be comfortable doing it when you're being your natural self. That's what works. I think the mind block for most people is that they see it and they're like, this is too easy. But the problem is most people don't implement it consistently or implement it at all. Or implement it at all. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why so many people don't do well is because they just don't 
have the consistency or the, uh, what's the word, like the- um, Stick to itness. Yeah. There's a better word for that. There's like a more succinct word for stick to Laura it. would know. Laura's better with English than us. <laughs> but anyway, yes. So just try to implement it. Um, work over the next week to get something up and running for your CRM, adding people in. And then we're going to go to week two, um, trying to show you how to be the authority. Yeah, be the yeah. authority. <laughs> so this has been recorded. It will show up, I'm pretty sure, on Real Estate Road. Yeah. I guess right when we're done. Yeah. Um, I hope nobody's been waiting in the waiting room because I can't see that. But if so, too bad. That's okay. Their loss. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Oh, yeah. Persistence. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. See, that's can count on Laura. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Your homework is also go buy a thesaurus yeah. so that you're always ready in case we don't know words. Yeah. Um, but yeah, get out there, start thinking about your system, decide what you want, build out everyone you know into just throw it out onto a page and be ready to start putting things together next week because it's going to happen. But then it's going to take 60 to 90 days, like Katie said. So by week four, if you don't have leads, don't like, don't get mad at us. All right. Okay. Have a good week, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.